0: Hi, this is Pastor Duncan with another edition of Words of Hope from North Shore Church. For this podcast, we want to look in a different area, to to move in a slightly different direction as we talk about the COVID-19 virus. We want to address a question that for some folks in our area and other parts of the country is very real and it's fairly deep. But first, a little bit of context. One of the dynamics that folks in our part of the country here in or near the southern tip of the Upper Peninsula is whatever suffering we are going through, very little of it is directly related to the coronavirus itself. The last I heard, there were only a handful of confirmed coronavirus cases in Marinette and Menominee County. The fact is... We live in a rural area without the heavy concentration of population that, for instance, Detroit has where the virus is taking a terrible toll. As rural folks, we're also less likely than metro folks to travel to places where the virus has taken hold, which means that transmission from those other places is less likely here. We've been practicing social distancing well before any confirmed cases were reported in this area. That's different than many areas of the country. In addition to that, in this part of the country we're largely of Northern European derivation. That means that social distancing is more or less a way of life for us anyway. There's not much that's touchy-feely about the folks in our part of the country, and right or wrong, most of us kind of like it that way. Though the lockdown orders are causing us to experience many of the same negative consequences of the virus, the virus itself has not and probably will not have much of an impact here. And for many who are actually trying to obey the fairly rigid laws that include not having extended family members in our homes, at least in Michigan, and other kinds of restrictions like that, this has been a cause for some frustration. Now, for those in the high-risk category, that question is irrelevant. People in that category need to be extra careful irrespective of the context because for them, contracting the virus, however unlikely, could be a life or death matter. But there's a larger and related question, not only addressing our unique situation here in the UP area, but to all of us in America, and that is this. Because the national government and virtually all state governments are exercising a degree of authority that is not at all normal, That can feel overly restrictive to people who live in a country where the overriding value of our founders was to preserve personal liberty. Now because that's true, many believers throughout America may very well find themselves in situations where they're not necessarily in agreement and perhaps even in harsh disagreement with the decisions of their state and or national government. We know that at this moment, decisions are being made as to when some of the restrictions that have adversely impacted so many will be lifted. The reality is, however, that whenever such decisions are made, many people will, perhaps rightly, find things about them to disagree with. So that larger issue really raises the same question we deal with here, and that is, how are believers to relate to the governing authorities when they make decisions that may have profoundly negative consequences for our lives and which we don't agree with. If that's not a live question for you at present, it soon will be for many of us. A podcast like this one does not give us enough time to give any in-depth treatment of biblical teaching on the authority of the state as it relates to the believer. Though important to think about, that question can get to be very complicated very quickly. For our time today, I want us to think about one thing we must do according to Scripture that's not complicated and which, in my experience, is the most helpful in guiding our thoughts, attitudes, and actions as it relates to this question. And that one thing is to pray for those in authority. This is one of two major New Testament commands to believers as it relates to the governing authorities. The other command is in places like Romans 13 where we're called to submit to the authorities because God has placed them over us. This is probably also this issue of submission is what Peter means in 1 Peter chapter 2 when he calls believers to honor the emperor. Now both of those texts from Peter and Paul are stunning because the emperor or the authority in power at the time, those letters were written, to whom believers were called to submit to was Nero. No friend of Christianity, to put it mildly. Those discussions on submitting to authority are also impacted by other texts. And this is why Peter, in Acts chapter 5, legitimately tells the Jewish religious authority, we're not obeying you, we're obeying God. The other New Testament command, as it relates to those in authority, is this one that we've talked about, praying. And in 1 Timothy chapter 2, Paul says we are to pray for kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This command to pray for those in authority is helpful in at least two very practical ways. The first and most obvious way is that God can and does change the hearts of leaders through the prayers of his people. Though that is not as commonplace as we would like, it's certain that if God is going to change a leader's hearts, it will be through the prayers of God's people. But perhaps, an even more important, though a less obvious way this call to pray for our leaders is very helpful, is this. It is much more difficult to harbor a sinful attitude toward a leader over you with whom you do not agree if you are earnestly praying for him or her. We all know this. Perhaps the quickest way to improve our attitude toward anyone we're having trouble loving the way we should is to pray for them. Speaking as a person with both strong political views As well as a well-developed penchant for sinful snarkiness, I can tell you that one thing that places both of those tendencies on hold is a commitment to pray for an elected official. Like all commands, we must be careful not to obey this one in only a wooden fashion. That is, I hear that I'm to pray for a leader with whom I disagree, and I obey, but in only a superficial way. And so I pray something like, God, would you straighten out this moron who's trying to ruin our state or our country? Or sentiments to that effect. Okay, that's turning prayer into a venue for you to gripe to God about the authority that he's placed over you. I don't think that's probably what Paul meant. That's not giving fervent intercession for a leader. This is not to say we should be phony in our prayers either. But we must always allow our speech to be filled with grace according to Ephesians chapter 4, 29, 30 and following. We can pray prayers like, Father, you know I disagree with this decision, this person, and I'm concerned that this is going to needlessly end up hurting people. Father, show me where I might be wrong. Take the log out of my own eye. And if by your grace I have the truth on this issue, have mercy on this leader, give them grace to see the truth and help me to love this one you love and enable me to have an attitude of humble submission where that is within your will. Again, don't hear this as a call to passivity. Christians are called to be good citizens, and that includes being politically active and even operating vigorously within the political system. Write emails, make phone calls to the governor or your state representative or even national political leaders, and of course... Vote your biblically-informed conscience when elections are held. We're enormously blessed to live within a democratic republic where the government, supposedly anyway, exists to preserve the individual liberties for we the people. But we must be good citizens of Earth in a way that does not deny our citizenship in heaven. Whether you are at present or will be in the future at odds with our political leaders, Make sure your first and best energies are placed in praying for them. It's very difficult to be mean-spirited or snarky toward an elected official when you've spent time on your knees for him or her. May God give us the grace to be good citizens of both heaven and earth for his glory and our joy.